Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to Sylvia Global Media Network, and I am so excited to introduce a new show to you and the host of that new show. The show title is called Dream Bubble, and it is a network of women and men around the world who are going to be talking about their unspoken dreams and how that shapes their future and how you can take your unspoken dreams and kind of burst that bubble that's a, that keeps you from achieving them. The host of Dream Bubble is none other than World Pulse graduate. Um, her name is Rabia Salihi, and she is a student at the Asian University for Women in Bangladesh. She was born in Afghanistan and spent the greater part of her life growing up in Pakistan, but she is now a student in Bangladesh, and we're extremely excited to have a voice of our future joining us here on Sylvia Global Media Network. How are you, Rabia? Hello. Thank you for introducing me, Ms. Jazz. Good morning and good evening from Bangladesh. I'm good. How are you? Very excited to have you on air. Talk to us about Dream Bubble. What is the purpose of the show and what prompted you to call your show Dream Bubble? Uh, it's the Dream Bubble, the main aim that I wanted to achieve through this is that uh, I want to uh, give the chance to other people who, like me, is a dreamer or who has dreams to achieve some goals. For example, for myself, uh, I, I wanted to have uh, dance classes, which was not available in any of the societies that I was in. So, uh, and also, besides that, playing football was another dream that, especially for me as a girl, it was not something that I could easily achieve or I could easily have the chance to do that. So I think that uh, Dream Bubble will help other people, other girls or even boys, to uh, express their unspoken dreams. Because for me, those dreams were unspoken. I could not achieve it, and besides that, I could not talk about them. So it will help those people to uh, achieve the, at least talk about those dreams. And then when they talk about that, I think it will give them the way to think about how they can plan and achieve them. What were, for the benefit of our audience that may not be familiar with um, where you've grown up and where you've spent the greater part of your life, what are the restrictions that kept you from being able to talk about your dreams? Uh, it's uh, specifically about what I dream about because uh, if we think about dancing, it's not thought to be something good, in, especially in Afghanistan, because uh, people who dance, it's not usually thought, it doesn't have a good connotation for that. So you can't just say, I want to be a dancer, because a dancer is like a bad girl or a bad person there. When, how old were you when that dream was, you know, seemed to ha- take on a voice within your heart? I think I was very small. I, I would just shake my body to when even people would talk to each other. And even my mom, she would talk to our neighbor or something. They would laugh at me because I was just shaking my body to anything. It was weird, but 
it starts from long time ago, and I don't exactly remember that. Were you disciplined for doing that? Uh, for shaking I'm, your body as a young girl? <laughs> so it was, I could do it all, only when, so if I do it in front of other people, it's probably uh, not something, uh, uh, what should I say, it's, it's not it's not being polite, so it's like that, and yeah. it's not a good girl would not do that. Yeah, and you, did you picked up on that at a very very early age? But yet the dance has not left you. You know this this desire to dance. Have you been able to do anything with it? Um, with dance now that you're older and you're um, in another environment, or is it still an, an aspiration that you have? I, I put it into action. I I founded a dance club last year, and since I came here, I joined in any. It's not really professional, but we still have like one one time so week uh, dance classes. So after it was off, the club was off for a long time, and then I after that I established it myself, and now we have classes going on. We have Irish dance, African dance, very good dances. I, I love to. I love joining them. And where do your dance instructors come from? Uh, they are from here. We have a group of world teach volunteers who work as teaching assistants and tutors. So I, I uh, suggest them suggested them to if any of them know a big dance, they can just come and teach us. And besides that, there are students who know and they teach each other. So what do you want to do with your dream now, and what are some of your other dreams that you'll be discussing um, solutions to on Dream Bubble? Uh, it's uh, mainly I would love to bring women, especially for talking about their dreams related to athletic, athletic issues, like our athletic uh, matters. It, it, it can be cycling, it can be football, it can be any other thing. More like physical education, those stuff. Oh, talk to us about World Pulse um, and what that means um, to be a World Pulse, a graduate of the World Pulse Citizen Journalist Program and now one of the Voices of the Future um, graduate. It means to be more confident and uh, to be more. After that, I'm I feel stronger because uh, I I think I I have without all that I write or without all the attention that I pay to my uh, surroundings or my society, I think the workplace and the its characteristics as a supportive. Uh, society, it has made me stronger and more confident. There are programs where we just collect as a student and to, uh, introduce to them how work was, what work was doing or work. and uh, all we, that we learned in Voices of Our Future. And that, that kind of has made me more confident and stronger because I always hear talking in front of lots of people. So. You know, one of the articles that you wrote for, um, one of the many articles that you wrote for World Pulse is called I, um, The Passionate Goddess and the Two Stories of the Coin. Talk to, tell our audience about that. What prompted you to write that article? Uh, 
Here, the Mishoko was one of the very uh, teachers, or specifically a woman who inspired me, who always seemed so passionate that she would inspire you to be someone like that. So when there was an assignment to write a profile about someone, I thought she would be the perfect person to do that. And uh, when I heard her story, it was it was just the perfect the perfect uh, topic or the perfect subject to, to write on. And what she does or what she her beliefs, everything is very inspiring for me. Are there characteristics from Ms. Shifa that you want to embody in, in your own life? Uh, I always thought she's very strong and uh, like an independent woman. And when she told her, her mother's story, she her mother was even like that. So I think that point would be right. That's the point that I would try to make it stronger in myself, in my place. Well, for our audience, just so they know, you can learn more about the passionate goddess and the two stories on the coin, which is the name of the article Rabia is referring to right now, at worldpulse.com, and type in R-A-B-I-A and then Salihi, S-A-L-I-H-I. And the story is a coin um, that... This um, that Shippa, her the instructor, she's talking about um, with her mother's story engraved on one side and her story on the other, and how her mother raised her as a feminist and taught her to not to have um, to become a dependent woman, especially dependent on on men. She doesn't know how young she is, but you know why did this story resonate so well with you? Is it because of the the independence and being a strong independent woman? For you, Rabia, uh, excuse me. Yes. Uh, I think it's because how much her mother inspires her. Because for me also, uh, my mother also, she has seen many uh, difficult times because of the society or how society treats a woman. And uh, so, and then when my my mother is, uh, supported us in everything a lot so that we will not face the same situations as she did. I think the way that mothers uh, in, uh, support their daughters and we could say the next generation, I think it's kind of uh, very connecting to be each other, these stories, my story and also Michelle's story. What was your favorite article that you've written so far? Um, I would say uh, I think I colored the red blue. Talk to us about that. It's about uh, how I faced my first menstruation experience, how I experienced it, and it's the very controversial topic that I spoke about and. Usually, not many girls would speak about that in Afghanistan. So I think I took a big, a big step by telling that story. It's got to be very personal and something that I should not talk about. But in that story, I dared to be. 
indifferent to what society wants me or to do or what society expects me from me. Uh, you you were actually heading to class when your menstruation started, and you took out a pen from your bag and poured all of the blue ink and colored the red spots on the back of your skirt and your trousers into blue. What made you so, think of, of handling the situation that way? I think it, refl- it it's a very powerful article. I think it was like hiding your... Something that you should be ashamed of, and then the color red. It's just choosing blue or red because you're ashamed of that color, or you're ashamed of that, what it stands for. At, did, at what point were you able to talk to your mother or sister or friend or anyone about you know, what was going on and and your sexuality? I'm still not very comfortable to talk about sexuality or other, other stuff, but about menstruation and some other basics. I think I got a bit comfortable when I was in 11th or 12th grade yeah. when I learned from the books about that or when I got a bit comfortable in school with yes. the teachers. So, um, did you get any feedback on this article, I Colored the Red Blue? Yes, I got lots of feedback. One was from Miss Daphne, and she was saying that one of my friends, she just celebrates her menstruation time and she wears a red uh, T-shirt or a red, uh, a red dress. I think that was something very different from what is uh, different from what is Possibly. Yes. Yeah. Rabia Salihi, is there anything else you'd like to talk, let our audience know about your upcoming show, Dream Bubble, um, this morning? Mm. And uh, I, I think uh, because I've been to many countries, I know many languages, at least four. I think it will. Uh, um, the Dream Bubble, it will be able to host to people who would be able to speak any of those languages. I think it's definitely something good about it. You know, one of your favorite quotes is, Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself by ruining. Uh, and, you know, I think that our audience can look forward to some incredible information from your guests and on Dreambubble and the topics because they'll gain a lot of wisdom about what they can do to change themselves and in so doing to make the world a better place. Rabia, thank you so much for joining us yes. this morning. Thank you so much. It's thank a pleasure. You. It's a pleasure. Take care. Rabia Salihi from Afghanistan will be joining us here on a regular basis. Watch for Dream Bubble on sylviaglobal.com.